0: welcome to the roaring 20s podcast i am your host peter torres episode three we'll be having our first guest on one of my good friends sophie norgaard from high school basically i wanted to bring sophie on because i know that she has a great background story just so many different cultures and vibes and things that she's seen that i probably have nothing familiar with so i figured i'd bring her on and yeah hit it not a I am no not a crush hey, Here we are, episode three. So I have my friend Sophie Norgaard, very first guest on the show. This is big stuff for the Roaring 20s podcast. We're moving on. We're moving to big places. I figured I'd bring in one of my good friends, Sophie Norgaard. Sophie, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And I'm thank- thankful to have you on. I'm, I'm surprised you're here on Long Island. I know you've been living in Florida before, so I figured uh, I was surprised And when you asked me if you wanted to hop onto the pod. And um, I'm really glad to have you as a first guest. Thank you. So, for the people that don't know, Sophie Sophie is she is at uh, an origin from Denmark. She's lived on Long Island. She went to college in Alabama, so we'll be talking about that a little bit. And then um, now she resides in Florida. And she had some great topics that she wanted to talk about when she uh, she DM'd me on Instagram. And she had some topics that, you know, I kind of wanted to talk about and we have a different perspective, different view. So, um, yeah, uh, we'll be diving into a lot of things for this episode. Maybe a bit longer episode. I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. So if you give a little introduction about yourself.
1: Yeah. So like Peter said, we met in high school, prom king and queen.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think. Yeah, we probably were junior prom king and queen.
1: (laughs) But yeah, both my parents are from Denmark but we live on Long Island. Then I went to Alabama for undergrad, and now I'm in Florida. I go to grad school. I'm getting my doctorate in audiology Should i explain yeah go for it okay so nobody ever knows what it is so i always have to explain myself so an audiologist is basically a doctor who diagnoses hearing loss prescribes hearing aids and also does other issues like balance um and dizziness stuff
0: so basically if my 91 year old grandpa can't hear for shit he comes to you Yes. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> sounds like a great career path. I mean, that's definitely. I've never met anyone in that type of field, but that's that's awesome.
1: Yeah. There's not a lot of us. So.
0: Yeah. One of a kind. So mm. let's dive into now. I kind of wanted to talk about this. Let's let's dive into. Well, what what were your thoughts of moving from from being from Long Island? to Alabama so for most of the listeners here we're mostly from the Northeast mostly Long Island mostly New York you know a lot of people talk about Alabama everyone knows about from their football from the Greek life you lived that and mm-hmm. especially the prime when they were winning you know championships <laughs> left and right and I mean they still are but yeah just nonstop. like what what was that transition from being you know gritty cold as fuck Northeast to you know down south sweet home Alabama.
1: yeah everyone's like how did you end up in alabama and honestly i have no idea i kind of knew i wanted to go to a huge like party school because that was like the thing i also feel like in denmark nobody like understands what a huge college is so i was like I want to know. Yeah. Anyways, so somehow I end up at Alabama because I didn't want to stay in New York for some reason. I mean, do you want me to talk about, like, the great party life or, like, the huge culture shock?
0: Um, Well, I do remember when you first... I remember when you first were going to Alabama and you were deciding, like, Greek life. I remember, wasn't that, like, one of the first priorities? And I know me, for one, I I wasn't in Greek life. So maybe you could talk about, like, what that selection process is. I'm sure there's some females listening right now that kind of do. But for the guys that have no fucking clue, like myself, maybe you could elaborate on how that was. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, so how i felt going into it was like if you're not in greek life like you might as well not go because i feel like the school literally revolves around greek life so i went there early to rush like you rush before class even starts there were 17 sororities to put it into perspective my sorority consisted of like 400 people Four hundred. yeah so I don't know anybody like yeah. there's so many of us like from everywhere, yeah. which is cool. But anyways, the process, it's girls, sororities and fraternities are a lot different. Like I think fraternities, they just like invite you to a bunch of parties and then they're like, OK, you're cool. Here's a bid. Mm-hmm. Um, girls, am I allowed to curse? Yeah. OK, it's kind of fucked up. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I I feel like, I mean, outsiders looking in, everyone loves to make fun of it, don't get me wrong, but like no one really knows like what actually goes on. Everyone just, you know, everyone likes to make fun of like intro videos or like the, uh, when, pe- when people meet their bigs and they right. freak out like they're a four-year-old yeah. child, like something like that.
1: I will say, I think because Alabama was such a huge like Greek life school, there was a lot of pressure From like the huge Panhellenic community. So we couldn't get away with as much like bad stuff than like smaller schools. Mm -hmm. Like I know a lot of smaller New York schools like haze their girls really bad, but we couldn't really get away with that. But yeah, the selection process. (sighs) um, You (laughs) You judge people so hard and like. You literally rate them based off of whatever. I mean, they vibe, give you
0: basically like basically what their vibe is, like how you feel of them as a person, like when you meet them.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's different categories, um, like how your conversation was, like probably academics and like.
0: I feel like that's a lot of pressure too, because, you know, you only get one shot at that. It's not like you can join a sorority you know maybe or your stature or your grade and then move on to then it's not like going from jv to varsity it's like it's yeah. stuck you get stuck Like
1: and like they're judging you off your facebook your instagram who you know and a five minute conversation that you have
0: wow that's crazy
1: yeah but like, I'm very grateful I was in a sorority, too. Yeah.
0: No, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> that, that sounds like a blast.
1: Yeah. But, like, the whole rush process, I didn't want any of it because yeah, I was sound, like, this it, is not okay.
0: Especially as, like, a freshman, too, if you're going across the country, like, that could be very overwhelming just knowing, based on the decision of a few girls, like, who your best friends are for the next four years.
1: Also because, like, especially me, I didn't know, like, the reputation that each sorority oh, okay. had. Yeah. So like I'm just going into it blind. Like I'm like, Oh, this girl was so nice, I love this house and then like some girl's like, Oh, you talk to this and I'm like there's four hundred girls in a sorority, how can you like judge i don't know there's so many different people i feel like they shouldn't have all these specific reputations
0: yeah that's
1: can't do anything about that
0: yeah well i am so clueless when it comes to that stuff i have friends that are in fraternities i just you know i hear their stories and that's really it but like that down south especially with greek life like that is a whole different ball game i mean there's definitely different lifestyles of going to college whether it's city or out west or you know upstate new york is like its own its own little party school but down south like that's sec like that's a different that's a different animal and it's crazy like how that is but yeah all right let's dive into post college life or maybe just maybe kind of reiterate what i was talking about in episode two for those who haven't listened just talking about the value of a college degree to me personally i said before that in my eyes it seems that an undergraduate degree is just a ticket to do something that you want to pursue really than actually getting you to do something that you want to do. Everyone has a different situation. When it comes to grad school though, how valuable do you think that is after receiving an undergraduate degree?
1: So I kind of wanted to talk about this because your whole theme like roaring 20s, like we're in our 20s. I'm in grad school and a lot of times when I'm like, when it's hard and I'm like, do I want to be doing this? I'm like, I'm 23. I don't want to be sitting at home crying because I'm studying for 12 hours. Like I want to live my life. But then it's also like I am getting a really good degree and what I really want to do. I mean, there's definitely been times where I'm like, is this degree worth it? I feel like you won't know until you're done. Yeah. Yeah. And it also depends what you're doing. Like with me, like, you know, I'm getting a doctorate. Like I kind of need that to like do what I want. Mm-hmm. So like I put myself in this situation kind of thing, knowing what it would be like.
0: I feel like it's hard to, especially people you know, in the medical field that, you know, you need a graduate degree. It's hard to push and work so hard, especially in your 20s when there's girls out there, you know, probably making so much money on Instagram or doing the littlest. And and it's a harsh reality. And it's, and it's kind of fucked up how the world works like that but that's why like I feel graduate like graduate school is college like that's the thing that will push you forward in your career you know not an undergraduate degree an undergraduate degree is just like that's only just like a tiny ticket yeah. to get you to where you want to go
1: I feel like at least for me undergrad and grad school are totally different <sighs> totally different like I'm a completely different person than I was in undergrad
0: yeah exactly
1: like, I don't know. I didn't go into undergrad knowing what I wanted to do. Like, it was like a growing up experience. Yeah,
0: it feels like undergrad is more just like a four-year, you know, vacation for you to grow as a person. Yeah. But as your career, in, in hindsight, it doesn't really apply as much as when you move on and you want to pursue something to, like, a legitimate, like, you're going balls to the wall with that. Right. Like, that's when you go to grad school.
1: Yeah. And, like, I feel like grad school can be compared to your friends who you graduate who have a job because it's 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 as serious like you're working towards something that you want and that's important
0: yeah it's good to have like self pride when it comes to that you know sometimes like i would talk to one of my best friends and i remember he would say go to the library like it feels good to work towards something that you want and Mm -hmm. that's why i'm saying like when i'm talking about undergrad like if I'm taking a class, I don't give a fuck about, like, why am... Like, where is the motivation to actually push or strive for something like that? You know, yeah. like, like when I... It should feel... You should want to... You should want to study. You should want to push yourself to be better. Like, there's no reason why you should, ta- should be taking irrelevant classes. That's why I feel like college is somewhat of a scam in the undergraduate aspect.
1: I mean, yeah. Like, I had no motivation in undergrad. Yeah. I Did, did I even go to class? Like... <laughs> It wasn't until, like, I was actually applying to grad school where I was like, oh, like, this actually kind of mattered. And
0: you're like, this school shit is actually serious. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But that's just me.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm- <laughs> Everyone, I mean, grad school is like when it gets really serious and then, mm-hmm. but like that's, that's where I think it just, just simply an undergraduate degree really means, you know, I feel like, I feel like an undergraduate degree just doesn't, you know, there, I feel like there's so much more opportunity. You're almost better off not going to college and taking a bet on yourself or, you know, starting your own business from scratch without even having to go to college. You know, there's so many different ways to make money rather than be busting your ass for an undergraduate degree. Grad school is where it takes you to that next level, I think,
1: for sure. But also, like, I think it is kind of important that people do get that experience of undergrad. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, not living with your parents. I don't know. It's just like a growing up experience.
0: Yeah, for the experience wise, is certainly like you know you living your own, living on your own. You know, being in a dorm, living by yourself, understanding your true character. That's probably the the main biggest benefit of going to college. For an undergraduate degree what was the college life in denmark or the education system how does that relate how is that any different than what it is in like in the united states for the people that don't know
1: (laughs) so it's free first of all um you actually get paid to go to college really yeah so you get like a student stipend which is supposed to pay for like i think your books and your rent so, like, my friend who goes to college in Denmark, he gets paid over $800 a month just to attend. Just
0: to go to school.
1: To go to school, he gets paid, I think it was, like, either 800 or, like, 880 Wow. to get a college degree.
0: Now, you think about that, wouldn't that just motivate you more to, like, you know... Because if you fail or flunk out or fuck up, like, then you lose that type of pay. Like, that's just... It's literally that that concept is the opposite of the United States.
1: So you have that, like, you have, like, okay, I have to be good because I don't want to miss out on this money. But then there's also people who, like, I feel like in the U.S., you have to go to school and then you have to get a good job. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't have an open mind of, like, traveling or, like, trying other things. Like, it's college and then a job. Yeah. Whereas, like that's not really how people see it in Denmark so like you have people who literally just get like change their majors 12 times and like get so many degrees because they don't have to pay for anything
0: yeah yeah like in the U.S. you just think it's college job you know every like there's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. on p- kids that are 18 to 23 you know like set basis make sure you get a job out of school it's like it's a totally different that's a totally different animal than what you're saying it's crazy. A lot of people talk, a lot of people like to compare like those, you know, European countries are out there just like the economic system, the college system. Like they love to, they talk about like healthcare and stuff like that. They love to gloat about those. Do you think you would have been better off going to school out there? No yeah i mean <laughs> i've just <been> talking <laughs> so happy about, about explaining how great it is it's not nah i don't really think so
1: well i don't know i'm like a huge not to be like cliche but like things happen for a reason i feel like yeah and like i think where i'm at now is like where i'm supposed to be yeah. um i don't think if i went to school in denmark i would be in the field that i'm in
0: you'd definitely be a lot richer though
1: So, would my parents. (laughs) (laughs) That too. I don't know. Like, I'm so thankful for the experiences I had at Alabama. Mm -hmm. Like, I would not have gotten that anywhere else. And also, like, the way that I look at it, if I do really want that lifestyle, I can just go there, right? Yeah. Like, live there. I mean, I mean, you know more than us. I'm
0: just saying. Yeah. I feel like everything's just much more rigid, much more harder in the United States, especially if there's a lot of pressure. a lot of people are having depression, anxiety, a lot, there's a lot of high expectations being like an American, especially if you go to college, you know, there's a lot Mm of, there's a lot of pressure that gets put on from whether it's parents, whether it's your friends, whether it's from looking at things on social media, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of pressure when it comes to that. And it's like, it's just such a totally different animal in the United States, like, like anything else.
1: Yeah, for sure. I definitely feel like, at least from, like, a culture side, it's a lot more, like, relaxed, and it's not like, oh, you meet someone, what do you do for a living? Yeah. Like, there's not that pressure. It's more
0: like happy, happy-go-lucky happy out there. Just like We like to think that. Yeah, I mean, it, sa- <laughs> it sounds like Maybe it. I'm biased. <laughs> it sounds great. It sounds great to me. I mean, I might move out to Denmark. <laughs> What's the COVID situation like in Denmark? So they it sure just... hell isn't great here in <laughs> fucking America. It's a shit show, actually. I think everywhere.
1: Yeah. But um they just shut like the major cities down again because everywhere the numbers are going up um but like in the beginning they shut down a lot earlier than we did no but um they're also a really small country so i think like you we all saw what happened with italy like that shit would have spread like rapid fire yeah Yeah, so like they had to shut down like asap which they did which was smart which we should have Anyways. (laughs) anyways <laughs> but yeah then they open things like we did and now they're shut down again I mean
0: it's it's only gonna get worse we need a damn vaccine in this place already <laughs> I'm getting sick and tired of it it's actually funny because my co-workers where I work they're from Germany and they actually shut down like they were shut shut down two three weeks ago like gym's restaurants like mm-hmm. gyms are still open here for for now and restaurants are still going for now but we'll see where the case goes but let's get let's get into another topic we were we were wanted to talk about before just like what dating life and how much of a shit show that may have to be with covid19 restricting everything since march <laughs> i mean take this with a grain of salt we're we're both in relationships right now but we wanted to actually talk about it and like what it what actually like who knows like yeah, yeah. well
1: because i think we're curious yeah like how does it
0: it's got to be tinder
1: yeah but you can't like i mean maybe now it's not as a sketchy but like in, in the person. beginning you can't be going like three hinge dates a week like no shot yeah i mean it's a good way to what's it called catfish someone you just wear a mask and then they don't know they it know is it, <laughs> it is funny when
0: you see people like get like a second impression once they take their mask off but yeah, I feel so ho- I I mean I have friends that are not in relationships and they're like they're like, you know, I haven't had I've done anything in like, in months, you know, it sucks like for me. I mean, I mean, granted I'm in a relationship and I I wasn't even able to see my girlfriend yeah. for that good March April period because we were both scared. We had people that we cared about with COVID-19. So, if I'm in a relationship, I can't even imagine the people that are single. You know, it has to be tough.
1: Also like I mean, I feel like you like also you meet people out like at bars or whatever. You can't go to bars. Let's just say now that you do, I feel like a lot of people are living at home to like save money. Hey, mom and dad, like I met this chick five minutes ago. Yeah,
0: it's got to be even even if you're swiping like crazy on Tinder, Bumble, all that all that stuff like like you're still meeting a person you don't know. You don't know where they've been. You know, like you have to have a lot of trust in a stranger if you're going to meet someone like that. I feel like it's almost that's that's a lot of trust like in someone with that like you don't know where that fuck someone's been so especially if you want bringing someone back to like your parents house if you still live with your parents like that's got to be like you know it's probably really hard just like being single right now and i I feel for those people
1: well i just thought of this now like on another note like not not so we don't sound like assholes but (laughs) (laughs) but also like maybe people are now reaching out to other people or like meeting people in a different way than they normally would yeah so maybe that's another way to look at it it
0: could be it could be yeah i i feel i feel bad like from for my single friends out there you know (laughs) they just granted it's hard for everyone especially with like all these restrictions this has literally never happened before a dating scene in COVID 19 it's just not mixing not like, i don't thing. i don't know what is going if the moment there's a vaccine like i don't know what's gonna go on there's gonna be
1: it's gonna be like what do they call it the boomers,
0: <laughs> what the, what, what boomers?
1: <laughs> no, what's it called that generation
0: oh yeah yeah It's gonna them? be yeah oh you're talking about like kids people just knocking people up left. yeah and right.
1: like once covid is over
0: there is good chance. I mean, who knows? That would be that would be pretty wild. I mean, whenever I think of like a vaccine finally coming out, and I think of the Twitter video of Lady Gaga going like bar club, another club, another club, no another sleep, club, no sleep. <laughs> L- like literally, that's what it's gonna yeah. be. Like, there's no reason for you not to go and get. You know, drunk and and have fun and do things. I've seen videos of people in Australia with no Mm -hmm. masks, like acting like it's completely normal, and it's like crazy. Like it's almost like you get secondhand embarrassment from watching that. But it's okay to do that.
1: Yeah, well, also just go to Florida is the same (laughs) thing.
0: I mean, Florida. Yeah, I mean, Florida. Videos of Florida too. It's a mess. It's crazy. For the single people out there, listen to this. I know it's been hard. Keep keep chugging. I. If there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> so,
1: we were just curious. So we were, let Peter we, know how is it how it's going for you.
0: Yeah, you can you can vent <laughs> to me, let it all out. All right. All right, let's um let's dive into something totally different now. You wanted to talk about this. Um TikTok. Now, I haven't addressed this on my podcast yet, TikTok. I will say if you're in your 20s, get TikTok. I know it's I know it may seem fun, especially even like I don't I'm not one of those people to be like you know if there's a new app like i'm not open to it like you should be open to new things like new applications like i remember when vine was big like a lot of people would delete it like after like two weeks they're like no it's not it like fuck vine like it's not good like no that shit was funny and that (laughs) that we i have so many great memories from vine it's like
1: vine was the best
0: vine was so like that's what we grew up on Mm -hmm. in high school tiktok is a whole different game, but at the same time, it, it provides so much value, and it's not really just like teenagers dancing. Like it's actually more than that. Like there's like your page will correlate to what you like. Like I I've seen cooking videos, I've seen mm-hmm. stock videos, I've seen videos that have teach taught me shit that like I would never know in my entire life. And then like it's crazy how it works. Like you should have that app. Now I will say it is extremely addictive oh yeah but i mean like i if you look at my screen time it's probably embarrassing but that app is it's so great it it provides so much like happiness and like knowledge as as crazy as that may sound but um we wanted to talk about for the female audience that like how tiktok is like especially for girls in high school like the expectations that girls have you know seeing girls like well let's be honest like we've all seen like some pretty crazy dances and like some pretty crazy like amazing good-looking girls on that app the expectations are like difficult and it and it may like turn a girl off the way they're watching it like what do you think about it
1: so i agree with you i love tiktok i'm on it for hours um and yeah like i've learned new recipes like new places to shop like a bunch of like lifestyle things and it is fun it's entertaining but as a female i feel like a lot of it is like body standards and like i don't know i've never really like talked to a guy about this but like when we were in high school like when we made vines it was like stupid shit like funny yeah like there was no such like there was no talk about like I mean not that I noticed like having a thick ass and like like abs or whatever like it wasn't a thing. And now I feel like TikTok there's girls who are like half naked. I don't know. So what concerns They are
0: they are half naked. What definitely. concerns me? Don't, don't me wrong.
1: Yeah. Is the younger population. Because I'll see girls and I'm like, "Oh my god, this girl is beautiful like." And then I like, "Look and she's 16." I'm like, "If I was dancing like this, at the age of 16 on an app with 15k likes and like older men like commenting like that's fucked up
0: what's crazy is though like some of those girls embrace that too which is which is scary in itself that the fact that some girls are like 16 and like looking like that and naturally doing like those type of dances
1: yeah because isn't that like what society told them like that's the new normal I like know. that wasn't normal when we were in high school
0: I we I mean, when you had we had Vine back then, you, you had six seconds to be funny and that was it. I mean, that's really, really...
1: Yeah, the goal was to be funny, not yeah. hot.
0: I know. I mean, and it's kind of like the standard, like everyone talks about all these, these houses and like it's crazy that we're both 23 talking about some 18-year-old, 19-year-old kids. But like those expectations are damn high. I mean, you see a kid like that just doing like a simple dance, it's just because he's hot, you know, wouldn't that you know affect your self-esteem as a teenager like that 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 is a huge impact in today
1: yeah and like don't get me wrong there's a bunch of people who are like successful from it and i think that's awesome but like then there's like people who comment and it's not always nice and then you're you're comparing yourself to other people and like i don't know i think it's sad that this is like the new normal.
0: Yeah, the uh, the app. I mean, if if you look at the comments, it's pretty. It's it's pretty bad. It's not like there's no real positive vibes. It's usually someone commenting about an ass, someone commenting about a waist, someone commenting about what it is. It's just I, I feel bad for those kids, especially at like such a young age for like especially the volume of like likes that flourish in in that app. It's like it's got to be a lot of pressure on you know someone that's 16 to like 18 whereas like if i'm 23 and someone talks shit to me online like i'm like you're literally like who gives a fuck
1: right and that's the other thing like i'm 23 and like i feel like i'm not gonna lie like i think all girls are some way like affected by it but like i wasn't really affected by it in high school or even undergrad because it wasn't really that talked about i feel like yeah so like now if it fucks me up as a 23 year old like imagine growing up like that yeah i don't know i mean like i agree like there's restrictions not saying that it's the same but there's age restrictions on like alcohol tobacco and stuff like that like i feel like there should kind of be a restriction on what you're allowed to post
0: yeah tiktok has definitely made like older i mean not older but younger kids it it almost makes it seems like it's there like they're rushing them to grow up you know it's Mm -hmm. it's it's hard like being a 16 year old kid you shouldn't have like expectations to like make your followers like seem impressive with your body or your dance moves you know like that's what that's the pressure that we're talking about which sucks
1: yeah like you should be having i mean i know they're having fun but like not like lip syncing and looking good
0: yeah and and especially too with like what i said last episode with with cancel culture like Mm. especially with those people that haven't The average person has to, like I said before, it's like they're walking on eggshells. Those people have anything that anything that they touch, like they can immediately get canceled. I I saw a TikTok. This girl got canceled for saying something about ice. And then she, like, did everything in her power to... She, like, called, like, a Mexican lady, something like that. And then she apologized and, you know, she made videos, like, talking about ICE and, like, teaching herself. And, like, she still did all this stuff. And kids, like, you look at the comments, still just ripping, shitting on, her, on a 16-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Like, no matter what, like... If you blow up on that platform, like it's scary stuff. Like there's, there's a lot of. There's no mercy. No mer, no mercy. No, like no days off. Like I don't understand. Like, and I, and I know some people say like you know you just don't pay attention. Like you do pay attention. Yeah. Like you see that stuff.
1: Also, like. A lot of the people who are blowing up from TikTok, they are under the age of nineteen or twenty-one, and like when they get canceled, like that shit's heavy. Like, how do you move on from that? I can't even imagine like having thousands of people telling you
0: that's that's a harsh reality. And part of me really wishes TikTok was a thing when we were in high school, but part of me doesn't. You know, we kind of were fortunate enough with Vine, like vine was kind of like in the middle like it was good like you know you have six seconds to be funny like that's it like it was good it was fun it was good fun tiktok now is like a whole different ball game and like it it is a great social media platform but it does put like the younger generation in a tough spot for sure
1: i always think about like if it was a thing and we were in high school like i think about that that? all the time like who would be posting posting, like those type of dances or
0: Producing the content they would like to produce, you yeah. know. I feel like I would probably post some. Uh, I, well, everyone. I would feel post like you would crit- be the
1: one who would be like, try and be funny.
0: Oh yeah, hundred percent. I would probably say some <laughs> stupid things yeah i probably would the thing too is i mean i i also i do post tiktok sometimes like i i still post some stupid things but like you have a lot of free time when you're a teenager so it's Mm -hmm. like all these kids are like trying to produce funny content whether it's whether you're a guy and just doing silly shit or whether you're a girl you know posting half naked dancing videos like what's a crazy like upbringing for that to be like that you know all right um thank you so much it's crazy. Like you live in Florida, you just happen to be on Long Island, and you're now you're the first guest of the Roaring Twenties podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. I know. <laughs>
0: it's, I'm uh, very glad to have you on. And till next time, everyone that's listening, um, cheers to being in your twenties in twenty twenties.
1: Roll tide.